0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member of FDIC. All
1: right, everybody, welcome into the Auburn Live Modcast. Look at look at Jeffrey in the woods over there, man. Just look at him. Look at him.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ain't got my bird dolls on today, boys. <laughs> Ready
1: for some four-wheelers go zoom in by there?
2: Zoom yeah, in man? Right Hell yeah. hot. yeah nice it's
1: eighty it's degrees. Cool off man. next week, I thought. I hope so. What's up? How's everybody doing?
2: Pretty good, man. Pretty good. You know what? After last weekend, it was such a you know, Ole Miss was a it was a big game. It was such a big recruiting weekend, dude. You know, maybe two. It, it, I'm ready for a Mississippi State style, style game. You know. <laughs>
0: How about, a, how about a win to talk about? I'd enjoy yeah, that. Yeah,
2: awesome. When's the last time Auburn had a win we could talk about?
0: Uh, they haven't had one against Mississippi State the last two years.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the worst? Sanford was the last win, was it not?
1: Yeah, Sanford, which was yeah. six September. Weeks you, had, you had four games in a bye week. You're talking about six weeks, I guess, or five. Well, Ooh. six weeks, yeah.
2: It's been a while. It's been a while. You know, and it was all kind of uh, – it's kind of uh, – you you think of that Georgia game, it was like, oh, man, you know, there was a little bit of uh, hope after that game. And it was just – after the Cal game, after the A&M game, you saw Georgia at home. You almost beat Georgia at home. Yeah, and it's just steady downhill. It's ready to get back on that upper trajectory. And uh, hopefully uh, Aubrey can do it this weekend. We certainly – as a group who runs a message board absolutely want Auburn to win, yeah, Yeah. 100%. yeah Great. Need, yeah. Uh,
1: need some need some good vibes, so everybody stops bitching about negative negative talk. that's what I need, <laughs> like they keep losing what you want me to do?
0: they do the same thing about positive talk too justin you, you just you just <laughs> I'm learning to take it myself it's hard. so Zach oh, says you yeah, way of me on that.
1: Hell, I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be fair all the way. I don't care. I don't, I don't care what the criticism is. I'm, I'm gonna be fair.
2: I was reading what Zach said. He said the line is a uh, Auburn minus six and a half. Auburn favored by almost a touchdown at home, so they expect oh, yeah. it to be a pretty close game. But yeah, if Auburn wins, it'll be well. We couldn't even cover the spread against Mississippi State. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
1: were there any uh, Were there any prospects?
2: uh no prospects, but let's, let's talk start. about it, man. Okay. I had a couple of people I really did have a couple couple people ask me like how did how did I get signed up and i think I, I, on the show at one point I said something about a a web address and I was completely absolutely wrong it's an app man go to prospects, get downloaded, create you an account uh use the promo code war eagle all caps one word, and they will uh you'll you'll receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. So if you deposit 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. Go to Prize Picks, go to the promo code, hit War Eagle, all caps, one word. They'll do that to you. Uh, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks, man, here's how it works. You pick two to six players, and if they and you'll pick, they'll have all projections. Uh, you'll look at the projections. So, and for instance, uh, uh, Robbie Ashford, you know, rushed 37 yards against Mississippi State. You'll either choose more or less. You got a 50-50 shot with each projection. Uh, you pick two to six players, and if they go more or less uh, then the prospect's is that possession, and you pick it correctly, you can win up 25 times your money on any uh, on any entry. Uh, in Alabama, um, Arkansas, but mostly Alabama, Auburn, uh, Alabama, Arkansas, uh, some other states, you've got to use combo squares. So it would be uh, Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne will combine to score more or count for more than two and a half touchdowns. And you choose more or less. So, um, it, it, it's cool. It's not, uh, it's very simple. It's not very complex. And it is, uh, it's a skill based game. It's a skill based fantasy game. Cole and I, I know Justin as, as well, have, uh, have had a lot of, a lot of fun and a lot of, uh, luck, uh, in, in this app. So go to Prize Picks, man. Download that app. They don't have any college football picks up yet, man. We always, uh, record this show on Thursdays. And I think the college football projections usually come out on Friday. Sometimes they come out a little early on Thursday, but, uh, typically, here lately, they've been coming out on Fridays, or, or else we would be talking about some. So, go to Prospects, use your promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word. Get that 100% match, and uh, let's talk about uh, what 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 you might do. I, I, okay, y'all y- y'all can use my hypothetical Prospects projection. Robbie Ashford, Peyton Thorne combine to account for more or less then two and a half touchdowns against Mississippi State. That's throwing, that's rushing touchdowns. Peyton Thorn, Robbie Asher combined combined two and a half touchdowns versus Michigan State. I mean Mississippi State. What are you taking, Justin?
1: More, more. i w I'd give more. More. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about the about Saturday. I think they'll uh, I think they'll be more aggressive, and, I, and okay. I hope that leads to to some more to more results. So I, I would go over. I think they'll. I think I think three. If you said three and a half, I would think a lot hard, but Like, mm.
2: well, I was thinking J- Jarquez and or Damari Jeremiah Cobb. I think Auburn's going to rush for two touchdowns. Okay, so how many you're going to score? Four. Yeah, that's pushing it. We're talking about Mississippi State, who's got a decent defense, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They Arkansas in check pretty much.
1: They're not bad. They're active. They're active. So. <clears throat> Yeah, that's fair. A couple of short yardage things could
2: You know it looks complain. like Las Vegas thinks it's gonna be twenty four twenty six twenty. I'm sorry, forty one and a half is the over under. So twenty one fourteen, twenty to fourteen, which would be thirty four. <clears throat> Y'all help me out with my math here. Twenty four seventeen. There yeah, you go, yeah. twenty four yeah, seventeen. Yeah, that's it.
1: That's it. That sounds about right. So
2: they've got Auburn scoring three touchdowns. <clears throat> yeah.
1: That sounds about right in this game. I mean, no, neither offense is.
2: We know That's why Rob I was thinking I might go less if Peyton Thorne and Robbie Esther's projection were two and a half. But if Jarquez runs one in, then uh, they can't account for more than two if, in fact, they do score what Las Vegas thinks they will. Interesting dynamic I think there. This is a week where.
0: I don't want to put the um, you know announcer's curse on it, <laughs> but. This is the week where you got a really good shot to get a defensive touchdown or or get a turnover that gets you in the red zone because we're thinking Mike Wright's going to be the quarterback instead of Will Rogers, which they haven't completely ruled Will Rogers out, but he he was out last week, and now he's questionable for this week. Mike Wright, transfer from Vandy, kind of a running threat. A little bit of both. Good Um, good athlete. He's not bad, actually. And honestly, I don't know. Would you rather face a true passer or would you rather face more of a dual threat guy if you're Auburn's defense? I don't know. They're both – they're not having much success with either. So, um then again, totally different kind of offense they're facing this week instead of the top three offenses in the SEC. I will give Hugh Freeze that. <laughs> they did just face the top three in the SEC, which, yeah, as you know, if you follow recruiting, you're usually the top three in the country or top ten, so –
1: by the way, you said announcers curse. You know who the you know who the analyst is for this game on SEC Network.
0: Don't say Beth Moans.
1: No, Derek okay. Mason. Really? Oh, Derek Mason's doing a little SEC Network uh, work, and he's the huh. uh, he's the color analyst for this game. Wow, Probably a good thing Brian Harson in on the sideline.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Derek Mason should be viewed as a friend of the family for Auburn folks.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was
2: anti-Harson yeah, yeah. for all those listening, and uh, most Auburn fans are anti-Harson.
1: Listen, can no. I just tell a quick Derek Mason story, like really quick? Cause it's Absolutely. Funny. That's Derek Mason's story while he was with Harson, I heard. I feel like I can tell this now. Is and I think I said it on the board, but I'm going to tell it again anyway because it's hilarious. Um, they're in a meeting, middle of 21. They're trying to figure out what's going on. How do we write the ship? How do we, whatever. And Brian Harson's in the office and he's like, What, any suggestions? What do we need to do? Do we need to, do we need to give the guys more books to read? Like, are there anybody got any good book suggestions that we can get them, whatever? Derek Mason at this point is fed up. Okay, so Harson asked for books book suggestions in the meeting. Derek Mason pipes up and goes, "Well, I read the Bible, so he's like, I'd recommend the Bible. Like, just in a real like, kind of just pissed off. Like, I've had enough. Like, why do you? How many books do you want to read? Like, that's my book. You want to read that book? And, it, and from what and from what i understand it was just like awkward silence. Like, everybody's like, okay." All right, Derek
2: Mason uh,
1: uh, Mason suggests the Bible <laughs> it was uh it was almost he was like searching
2: that. for books to read do you think college kids college athletes have time to read a book?
1: <laughs> yeah harson wanted him to i don't know just, Yeah,
2: yeah yeah, I no, like in between game plans
1: also read this book on like you know homework project whatever
0: study hall <laughs> the meetings now are probably more like, what are you doing here? You're supposed to call a recruit. At this time today. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. You asked Cole about the quarterback situation for Mississippi State. Um, I don't know that it matters. I mean, Auburn's defense is playing pretty well. Uh, um, surprisingly, we all think Auburn's defense has been uh, decent against the run. You realize they a 13th in the league in rushing defense. Yeah. Which is kind of, it's kind of catching up to them. They, they, Ole yeah. Miss, big game. LSU, big game. A couple of 200-yard plus rushing games. Um,
2: A&M had a big
1: they, game. Yeah, A&M they need they need so that's kind of that's kind of catching up to them a little bit. Past events is still pretty decent, so I I don't know, but but Will Rogers is just nightmares. Now it's not Mike Leach in, in that offense like it was two years ago, but so I guess I'd rather have a running quarterback than Will Rogers because Rogers is just experienced and yeah, it just seems cool like Rogers.
0: Player. It seems like Rogers would pick the defense apart a little bit, uh, knowing what he's capable of. I don't know if if yeah. um, Mike Wright's capable of that now he might hurt you with your legs, but I just don't think he's going to sit there and just yeah you know bam, bam, bam over and over on your secondary. I think you got a better shot with him,
1: yeah, I would agree, I would agree um, I think
2: the the great thing about this game, in my opinion, is perfect timing for everyone that covers Auburn or cheers for Auburn, in that this is it's all about the offense on Saturday. Um, I feel like – I mean, this is – everybody kind of accepts the defense for what it is. Great turnover margin, bend but don't break, decent enough to win, or has been most of the time. Here we are. What's what's this? Eight games into the schedule? Yeah, game eight. No idea what the hell's going on 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 offense. Nobody has any idea what's going on.
0: Let me me ask you all this about the offense, including the players on the team. Right. Nobody. Justin and I have talked about the offense ad nauseum, and yeah. all the problems. I'm gonna
1: shut up, or I'm gonna get real negative. I'm gonna let you talk. No,
0: <laughs> no you, you watch that negativity around me, son. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, on the other side of this, I'm just curious what y'all think, and I don't know what to think honestly. I'm asking y'all the question: How much has this game plan actually helped Auburn? I know they're not winning, but the point you just made, Justin, with the rush defense being so bad statistically, does the game plan they're running actually help you stay in these games better? I'm just
2: curious what y'all think on that. Probably, man. I mean, listen, he knows more than I do. So uh, he's doing it for a reason. Um, I guess, and I was debating uh, over lunch today, you know, this whole thing, Cole, I think you brought it up first a couple of weeks ago, was, you know, is he... They don't tempo. They're going slow as hell on offense. And I'm jokingly said when you first brought it up, man, if he wants to help the defense out, he ought to try getting a first down. You know, it, it, it's almost like these off <laughs> yeah. his offense right now is we're going to punt, we're going to fail on this series, and we're going to punt. Let's see how much time we can take before we have to punt, so that our defense can have that much more. Like it's it's almost like they're not even trying. Hard on offense. They're trying harder to take more time off the clock than they are to, to get a first down. And that was my, my counter was, man, if you want to take more time off the clock, if you want to give your defense more time to rest, try to get a first down. Don't run it up the middle for three plays, run the play clock down, pick up a first down. Uh, but that's the whole, the, the counter of what he's trying to do, which is, yeah. Take time off the clock, which is Cole's strategy to win games. And it almost worked against Georgia. Absolutely no question about it. Um, But that was just, it's just like, I want to see this offense. And what better time than now, this Saturday, against a Mississippi State defense, a team that you should beat at home, than to turn the offense loose. Let's just see. Turn it loose. Let me see some pace. Let me see a first down with, with some hurry up. Um, I, We saw Ole Miss do it last week, and I was like, oh, well, I remember how, I remember this. Uh, Gus's teams were great at that. You picked up a first down, dude, they were ready to snap the ball right then. The, the defense had no time to change. If it was third and whatever, they picked up a first down, they were on the ball ready to go, had a play call. I would like to see Auburn try harder on offense. Instead of trying hard to not screw it up for the defense, I'd like to see the offense try to succeed for itself whatever they can do whatever it takes if it if, if pace, if throwing the football if throwing i don't care i want to see the offense try its hardest and do what it does however it whatever it takes to get a first down that's what i want to see
0: and, and i'm just presenting justin a new question that that i haven't heard anywhere talked about at all because it's the offense the offense is the is the center of everything right now but how limited is the defense i mean are they really that limited is it is it above our heads how limited they are or you know how how much are the limitations on defense hurting the offense and the offensive game planning and play calling that's that's what i want to know now uh, as i'm trying to figure this out still
1: yeah i mean i think <clears throat> i mean i think they're somewhat limited i mean if you if you if you go beyond marcus harris you know you got an issue like, Marcus Harris has been awesome. You go by, you go beyond him, and Lawrence Johnson's okay. Like, you just – to me, the depth specifically on the defensive line is an issue. Like, if you start hmm. – if you start, if that defense starts racking up 70-plus plays and you're seeing a lot of Zikibius Walker and Lawrence Johnson and Garrison Walker and stuff like that, I think you're going to have – I think you're going to have an issue. It's a double-edged sword. I mean, it is keep it close. I, I think the game plan worked against Georgia, and it worked against Ole Miss to some degree. Like you, those games were close. Um, but do you actually give yourself? Here, here's the question: Is keeping it close? Did you do you think Auburn had a real, real, real shot to win, or did they just keep it close? I think Georgia was tied going into the fourth quarter. You had an opportunity there. Ole Miss, that game was 28-14. You scored a late touchdown. Um, it's a double-edged sword. I just think when you slow it down, he talks about that margin of error, and man, that you slow it down, you take tempo away, and, and that margin of error becomes minuscule. I, I mean, it just becomes, because you just take one of your advantages away. But here's the thing, if he wants to rotate quarterbacks, how are you going to run tempo? Unless, the only thing he could potentially do is when Peyton gets in there, we're gonna if we're if we're we're gonna run tempo. During, during Peyton's series, if he picks up a first down, we're going. Robbie's series, do what you want. If you want to if you want to back it off on his stuff, back it off. So maybe there's some kind of compromise where if you're gonna rotate him, maybe let Peyton run some tempo because I I firmly believe Peyton is at his best when he's running tempo and there's some urgency. Um, I think he's yeah. not anywhere close to at his best when he has to sort of operate in a slow manner. I think that takes away his improvis- improvisation and uh, athletic ability, and I-, I just think that. So I don't know. Maybe there's a compromise between running a little bit of tempo with Peyton, letting Robbie slow things down. But if you're going to rotate quarterbacks, it's it's hard for me to think they can go run tempo. Like my issue one is quarterback rotation. My issue two is probably tempo beyond beyond that.
0: And they had Mosiah nasili in the Georgia game, right?
1: Yeah, for a lot of it. I don't remember when
0: he got hurt. I, I am half. telling you all. Justin, you're talking about the negativity or whatever. The thing that people clown me for is putting my stamp on somebody like Mosiah Nasili-Kite yeah. when they've seen him on TV miss a tackle and go, right, well, he can't play. I'm just telling you right now, that dude changed the defense. He changed the line of scrimmage. And that's why Auburn had a better shot in the Georgia game. It's not because the offense was all that much better. This is the theory I'm working on here right now.
1: The theory you're working on. Well, and I would add to what you're saying. It's it's not it's it's take it, take into account first and second string. Take into account Keita and Falk, what they bring to the table. Then take into account Falk and Zacchaeus Walker, what they bring to the table. The, if you toss in the gap right there, like Kite's better than Falk. Falk's gonna get there. He's 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 doing okay but the gap yeah. between then Falk and Walker is probably pretty – the gap between Falk and Walker I think is bigger than Kite and Falk. But I yep. could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, I, I agree with that. Um,
2: you know what I was just <clears> – <throat> what I was describing, and I was thinking about Cole <clears throat> and, and Hugh Freeze for that matter. What I was describing is probably Hugh Freeze, uh rebuttal to me would have been that's how you lose to Mississippi State. You try to do that. And that's that, that's why I don't do that. That's why I'm keeping it, I'm slowing the game down because we have a team that should be able to beat Mississippi State. Um, so maybe that's why. he's you doing know, that. I guess I was, Mississippi State, let me see what you can do. I think you can beat Mississippi State by making a couple of errors, whatever.
1: And I think that's a risk.
2: That's yeah, a, exactly. That's a danger. Like, exactly. we've heard
1: all this talk this week about, on paper, the schedule is going to get easier now. On paper, the schedule is going to get easier. We heard Hugh Freeze say on Monday, we need to be more balanced. We need to be more aggressive. Um, he keeps hinting at tempo being something that he wishes they could do, but maybe they're not ready to do, whatever. And and I think there's a risk of getting out there against Mississippi State and going, all right, they're not as good offensively. Our defense should be – if our defense has to play six or seven more snaps, they should be fine against State. Let's be more aggressive. and but if you're not capable of doing that and then it bites you in the butt and yeah, you lose to Mississippi state. Like Mm -hmm. there is, I think there is a risk of feeling like, all right, now we're, now we're not playing George anymore. Let's go. And then you get careless. Maybe you're a little careless with what you're trying to do and try to make up for the past three games with a game against Mississippi state. And you, and you, and you freaking lose it.
2: Yep. That's why I was saying he knows more about this team than I do and how to, how to win. I mean, he's doing this for a reason and it's not because he thinks this is the second best way to win. He thinks this is the best way for Auburn to win. So, whatever whatever he does Saturday against Mississippi State, I get. I'm just being selfish when I say, I want to see the offense turned loose. I'm being selfish. I, I, I admit that. And, and Hugh Freeze is going, dude, that's why you're not a coach. <laughs>
0: well, He's me could, too. If he Thanks. could
2: say that to the whole
0: fan base, he would, but he doesn't. He, he takes it pretty gracefully. I have to give him credit. In the press conferences, I watch him closely. He knows what's coming uh, after these awful offensive performances, which he's never really had before in his tenure uh, as a coach. Even though this is kind of new territory to have to answer these questions about all these struggles, he just sort of shoulders the blame. He takes it as it comes because he knows, like, listen, he can't say this. He can't say, I know more than you. Like um, Ron Swanson on on the show, you know, (laughs) when he walks into Lowe's, the guy's like, can I help you with something? No, I know more than you. (laughs) <laughs> you know? that's not how he's gonna be. He's not that guy. Yeah. He's he's gonna take the blame. He's gonna keep on moving forward. And and he right now he thinks his plan is the best plan for Auburn moving forward. And it's tough for Auburn fans because you you know all of this about Freeze and what he's done before, and you're like, I want to see that today. I don't want to wait next
2: year. Exactly. Where's the 25 passing attempts going into the fourth quarter and not six? You know, where's the explosive offense? Where are the chunk plays? Where are the efforts? The attempts to get chunk plays, they're not even there, dude. They're not even yeah. throwing the ball down the field hardly at all. And this right. is—and and fans and, and myself are watching this going, this is not what I was expecting. Like, Where is what we were expecting? Where is the reason why we thought you would be a good coach for Auburn? We thought you would be a good coach for Auburn because you light up the yard, the stat box, and the scoreboard. And it's completely opposite of what we're seeing. And he's going, I got it. The reason we're not doing that is because we can't. In time, I'm I'm recruiting to be able to do that, but we're not there yet. uh, The people who made the
0: decision at Auburn, they go, oh, my gosh, this hole we're in right now is dangerous if we don't get somebody who can get some players in here and fast. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I'd say he's answered the bill on that part.
2: Justin, I don't know how close you're following recruiting, but. He's freaking killing it. He really is, um, and he not just twenty twenty four. I guess I'm looking at it. Well, we're privy to what, what, what I mean. Where, am I, where I expect them to finish? Top ten, you know, eight to ten to twelve at the absolute worst. But the twenty twenty five class is first full year, dude. This guy's going all out, man. He is. Uh, it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen in the what five staffs that I've covered here. In, unlike anything I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. The best the best I saw was was when Chiswick and Trooper mm-hmm. and first got to Auburn. Thick Penn. Like that staff was insane.
2: But it they was all the assistants. Team. It was the it was elite recruiter on the staff. Yeah. And Hugh has taken these guys mostly from Liberty. Zach, Cadillac. I'm trying to think. Uh, Thornton was at Ole Miss for a year. Other than yeah. that, dude, these cats are coming from Liberty. Shit, look at the look at the class Josh Aldridge put together. I'd never heard of Josh Aldridge before, and I guarantee you, Demarcus Ridic had never ever heard of Josh Aldridge before. C.J. Yeah. Barber, uh, who was the other linebacker, uh, Joe Phillips, and so, so think about Joe Phillips. He flipped him from Georgia the day after he was going to commit to Georgia. Why? Because of Hugh Freeze in NIL. But but my point was Justin, that Chizik's staff collectively were were some of the probably the best recruiters I've ever seen at Auburn. But the best head coach, the, and yep. Cole about here, who's been preaching it, this dude recruits more than he more more than he coaches. Is that fair to say, Cole?
0: Yeah, and and the reason why expectations were maybe a little skewed going into the season was, you know, before he took the job, everybody knew what was coming this season. And by the way, the record you got right now is what you thought was coming. Yeah, So you're, you're on par with what you thought. It's just the product is different than what you thought.
2: But right. the
0: reason you thought the product was going to be better because Hugh Freeze came in here and landed 20 transfers and some guys that were offered by other big schools. So you thought, oh, man, he, if he can do that that fast, he can turn this program around that fast. Well, it doesn't necessarily work like that. Yeah, you can I,
1: feel expectations getting skewed. I could sense it in August. I could sense people starting to build Mm -hmm. this up beyond what it was going to be like, it's, you know, I, I was always kind of like seven is probably where the land I thought eight was best case, Mm -hmm. Um, but people were thinking like nine and and I don't know. There's just some, and even on the transfers, people were like, I mean, you know, on three ranking transfer portal rankings, Auburn was really high. The quantity helped out in that. Um, And there was a lot of, you know, just pointing at transfer portal rankings, which are still an exact science. Let's just be real. I'm not – like even on threes, it's an an inexact science portal ranking. So don't – I just think some of that got blown up. And I, I remember pointing out right before the season started, I'm like, yeah, it looks like these are good players. But, dude, pretty much all these guys have never played in the SEC, and that means something. And so, I don't know. I think expectations got a tad skewed. And then on top of that, I think the biggest frustration is if you had pay if you had one quarterback and you were running your stuff and it just and you, just, you could if you could point to the season and go, it's one quarterback they're running pace they're they're running the stuff we just don't have the personnel. That would be different than right now. What's frustrating fans I think is they don't know what to point to. They're like, well, I think it's personnel, but we're also not running pace and we're also rotating quarterbacks and. And that 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 adds to their frustration. They they don't know where to point the finger at, and they don't know what. It's kind of like it was in with Bo and um, like nineteen and twenty. It was like Bo was scrambling a lot. So like, is it Bo? Is it the offensive line? Is it the receivers? There's so much going on that people didn't know what to point the finger to. And I have a feeling that's that's kind of where people are at now. They just like, should we? Is it the, is it the tempo? We need better receivers. I think we need better receivers, but also Peyton. Is it Peyton? Is it Robbie? Is it and I think that's that's adding to the frustration is they don't know where to put the blame, and that's leading people then to go to question Freeze and question his decision-making and, and question things higher up the ladder, bigger picture type stuff, instead of just going, we need better receivers. There's just so much confusion that it's like people don't know where to be mad at almost with this offense.
0: I do know this much. Um, a big qualm from Auburn fans over the years is, is the powers that be, right? Are they, are they all in? Are they doing everything they can to help Auburn out? And I don't think you would be able to get 20 plus transfers and make some of these recruit recruiting wins happen that have happened so far. And I think a few more are to come, Jeffrey, we kind of, you know, we think that could happen. Um, If everybody wasn't somewhat aligned, at least. So I do think that there's confidence in what Hugh Freeze is doing right now from Auburn powers that be. I put quotations around that because that kind of sums up everybody in one.
1: That's where that's where my optimism is. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm I'm, you know, whatever you think about what's going on, if you're if you're watching this and for whatever reason you're unsure, we don't have enough data to make any kind of determination on how Hugh Freeze is going to do it at Auburn. Not yet. But the the alignment up top, the fact that you had a president hire an AD hire Freeze, and and from from what from what I know, without personally knowing every booster, but but you know most of them and the big time guys were fine with Freeze, were cool with Freeze, are aligned with him. That all that's huge. That hasn't happened in a while, and that's huge. Um, t- t- tack onto that, Freeze knows how to recruit. He knows the importance of it. Um, I think Auburn will will be fine. I think those two things are massive. They're massive, and so in in that case, now it's just give it time. So it's kind of a differentiation between I'm really pissed at the offense. This is stupid. What we're doing, but separate that from I love the alignment and I love the recruiting effort, and we'll be fine. Big picture, I just think what they're doing now is dumb. Like you, you just you got to separate those two <clears throat> those two thoughts and not conflate them.
0: Yep. And y'all have to forgive me for um the way i have a I have a more of a big picture look at things i I mean my dad said this before he took over a one in nineteen program and I watched him have to rebuild it and kick kick good players off the team and do things that people in the building there at that school were like, "What are you doing what what in God's name how do you think that's going to help you win and then he ends up winning going to the playoffs and doing things like that so I've watched a rebuild. You know, it's different in high school, of course, but uh, I, I know that you go, you have to go through so much mess to get where you're trying to get, and, and a lot of people don't understand the whole dynamic of that. Now, that doesn't mean, Freeze is going to do it. By the way, we just see some signs, and I see some signs that point to to tell me there are some good things going on here. Whether it looks, whether no matter how it looks,
1: yeah, I think they'll get there. I think they'll get there. It just for for once, everybody just needs a little patience. Just need a little patience, and I they're get not it. They've been through two years, not have it, but yeah. Well, they're they're coming off the free, and I'll give Freeze credit. He was really self aware on Monday when he was like, "Look, I get it. Our fans have endured a bunch the last couple of years. They're frustrated. They're now they're going through growing pains with us. I get it." And I thought that was an important thing for him to say, to kind of connect with them, like, guys, I feel you. Like, I know you're ready to win. Um, we just got here. You've been doing this for for a few years now. Um,
0: it It is interesting how the tone of the corner, our message board, after a bad loss and when the offense looks terrible, it's like Sky Underwood called in and said, Jeffrey, rears its ugly head, right? <laughs> That's what the corner does when – uh, the game's real bad, but then you get a recruiting win and watch that place blow up with positivity. It's amazing how quickly that, I think Hugh Freeze realizes if I get some more of these recruiting wins, they're going to be on my side no matter what happens this
2: season. I think I said it on the calling show last week or the week before. The only thing fans should be passionate about right now is recruiting. The football team is what it is, dude. Don't expect, what do you, what do you expect from these people? What do you expect from this team? Go out there, cheer for them hard. Great job, guys. Good effort. Listen, what do you expect them to do? All your passion and stuff right now should be on recruiting. It really should. That's the only thing that matters right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, point uh, case in point, we've discussed this too, but Saban had six losses. Kirby had five. Norvell had nine. Uh, Mario had six. Uh, somebody else. It, 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 listen, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters right now, this first year record doesn't matter. The only thing that matters right now is recruiting and where these guys finish. It really is. It's the only thing people should be caring about. I, I get it. Everybody loves football, and you have to wait a whole another year before you can actually care about football again. But it's the facts. Don't care about football. I mean, sure, go cheer them on and, and, you know, talk about them, whatever. But the only thing that really matters passionately that deserves your emotional – the emotions and whether or not you're having a good day or bad day is recruiting. Uh, And that's coming from a recruiting guy, but I'm just watching the football – I'm watching football going, who cares right now? Who cares? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm being critical with the rest of them, but it's not – I'm not letting it affect my life. I'm not going on message boards and calling people out. You're not going to the playoffs this year. It's not happening. Yeah. Hey, if you win six games, that's that's what your goal should be. What do you get in bowl practice? Do you get fifteen bowl practices? Is it fifteen? Right. That's a lot of practices, dude. Yeah. Um uh, so the- that's that, that's that's your ceiling as far as I'm concerned. Six, seven well, wins. Seven wins now.
1: Seven wins. Look going in. I think. I mean. I think most Vegas. I think most odds were probably five and a half. I, I, mean, I think was that was kind of the number. Was I saw some six and a half, five and a half wins. Okay. I saw. You know. I mean. So. So seven is seven wins would exceed most people's expectations for Sure. Odds.
2: So
0: by the way, if you were to get a win in that four game stretch, Georgia, LSU, Texas a and Ole Miss. You'd be ahead of schedule right now. Right. right. Ahead. Yeah, Ole Miss not not on schedule, ahead. maybe.
1: Yeah. Ole Miss is the one you thought. I, I thought Ole Miss, I thought, they're, I thought actually, all things considered, I was like, this is a game Auburn could win. And they were in it. They were yeah. in it.
0: They were? Or would you rather have a national championship appearance in your in your head coach's first season <laughs> and then
1: go right back down? <laughs> oh, downhill. Yeah, downhill from there. Is
0: that what you want? <laughs> Or would you rather the coaches stay hold up in their offices and work on football and don't recruit anybody? Or nope. do I saw the outcry? You don't want that.
1: Hey, on that I mentioned on the board, and I was curious what you guys thought about that. Is um, and I is McGriff this McGriff move um, to chief of accountability and in-house recruiting? Freeze mentioned on Monday that it's been really cool. It's been good to see McGriff doing his thing, and then I talked to somebody on Tuesday. That was like, hey, he's not lying. Like, McG- Wesley McGriff's doing some good things already and taking things off a few freezes plate. Like, he's calling recruits. He's texting dudes. He's like crushing it and already, already within a week, allowing freeze to take a little bit more time doing offense and game planning stuff already. Um, and it could just end up being this really cool thing. What, what, what do you think if that were to about the possibility? Of that, We don't know what's going to happen. The season's got to end. they got to evaluate how that's going to work and what they want to do and all that, but the potential of that sounds pretty cool.
2: Absolutely. I thought, uh, I thought it did as well. I thought of Cole, mm-hmm. all the things that he's been saying about how much time Hugh Freeze has been uh, recruiting to have an experienced guy like Wesley McGriff who knows what needs to be said, who can, take, who can send text messages and make calls. He relates so well. He's a fantastic uh, personality. And I think he's fantastic. When you you know, you know Auburn this staff they they kind of focus on uh, position. You know they're they're position recruiters. Whereas more so in the past, uh, Gus and and Chizik and even Tuberville they had area guys, and then the position coach was almost the secondary recruiter. Now it's completely opposite. Basically, the area recruiter uh, is almost non-existent with this staff. It's all about position. Um, so, Winston McGriff being able to Represent Auburn all around uh, the, the class, all, all all over the board. I think it's fantastic, Justin. I think I don't know if it was the same post or a different post about him, but it was, uh, you know, what happens after the after the season. He still wants to live in Auburn. I I, I hope um, that he can find a, a fit here on the staff, and maybe this is it. Um, but uh, and I think that maybe this was a a good first sign that maybe that's a possibility. If not, I could see him you know staying in Auburn and and working at Auburn High School
1: What do you think Cole
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. He he's uh I've watched him recruit, you know. I've watched, I've seen him at Big Cat weekend and other different things where he's got a great rapport with guys and no that's number 1. Number 2, honestly, you needed somebody in that role. Uh Yeah. Because I, the dynamics weird right now, we all agree on that. Yes, we're we're telling you to look at the big picture, but we're also agreeing that something's off right now and it needs to be fixed. Two things are true there. I, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. So having somebody else to take a little bit of that that workload from the recruiting trail off of Freeze, while he is still recruiting like he was, don't don't worry. I think he has some anxiety about how that goes. Um maybe now he's more involved in the game plan and maybe now that is what is needed. I mean, we don't, we don't know the intricacies of how much time he spends in the game plan, how much time he spends in recruiting, but we do know that actions speak louder than words and go look at the bye week. He was on the road the whole time. So what does that tell you? He's, he's spent a lot of time recruiting. I um, know. So that's, that's a huge role for anybody, but you got, you have a guy now like Wesley McGriff that's going to do it and that's, that's a really nice fit.
1: I talked to somebody at a practice on Tuesday that's, that works in the athletic department, and uh, they were like, "Hey, what, what you know? What Freeze said the other day about not really focusing on the game until 30 minutes before the game. He's like, that's real. He's like, that's real. He's like, that's absolutely the truth. He's like, it is recruiting all the time, and then you know, right before the game, he, he it's game time and the game plans in. But he's like, that whole day, if it's a home game, he's like, that's the real deal. He, he
0: wasn't kidding about
2: that." That's well, freaking awesome.
0: The visitor weekends have proved that, have they not?
2: Mhm.
1: And the feedback, man, like if you, yes. if you follow recruiting for long enough, the level of feedback and the things being said, you can tell and you guys are in front of them, but it comes through in the quotes. You can tell the difference between yeah, it was fun, good atmosphere and like the there's some like yeah, like I'm they're impressive, like I'm 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 considering them seriously. You can tell the difference in those quotes, and I and I sense a lot more of that in kids than just like good atmosphere. We'll see how it goes. It's a lot more like no, no, they're they're up there. There's there's like I need to really look at Auburn in in a more serious light. You can tell the difference between that stuff.
0: I think one of the biggest things I've noticed in all this too is how, what Auburn is capable of from a recruiting standpoint too, and, and we give a lot of credit to Hugh Freeze and he deserves it, but Uh, Auburn itself really does attract a lot of guys. Uh, Ryan Williams is a great example of that. He was a guy that felt like he didn't get the attention, you know, at all from Auburn when, when Brian Harson was there. Visited for practice, never got spoken to. Now, you know, Auburn seems to like its chances with flipping him or at least growing chances. And that it seemed to have almost happened overnight. So Auburn plays a factor into that. But also, you know, like a guy like Jordan Crawford who just committed to Auburn, he don't say nothing hardly. You can't get him to say nothing. But when you talk to him, you know, every time he he points something out about the way things are now, he just says it's different, totally different. And then he calls Coach Garrett and says, hey, I'm in. And he's like, you just committed? yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and that's how quick it can happen. That's Another awesome. Place, Auburn's got that ability. Auburn's got some pull in that regard, in my opinion.
1: It always has had a little bit of a. Can't always put your finger on it, but it's it's always yeah. had a little bit of a some unique characteristics that 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 set it apart. I, I, I think even in the down times, um, it's just a, it's a little bit different place. Um, all right, let's do um, let's do predictions. Uh, on this Auburn-Mississippi State game. Real quick, Auburn 65-29-2 all-time against Mississippi State, 30-8 and all-time in games played at Auburn. Um, That's kind of the recent. And, of course, Mississippi State's won two in a row. The debacle in 2021, still maybe the worst loss I've ever seen. Um, Auburn was up, I I don't know, 28-7, 28-10, and gave up like – at least 28 unanswered. I don't know. That game was insane. And then, uh, you know, of course, this was the game last year. that was Cornell's first game. And, and Auburn stormed back in the second half and, and scored a touchdown with a minute or two minutes. I mean, should have really won, unbelievably. Um, what do we think about this game? Is Auburn due? I feel like Auburn's due. Um, but you still got to go do it. You can't make mistakes.
2: Yes. Auburn will win Saturday. It'll... Uh... I think I'm expecting a pretty decent game from them, to be honest with you. I think think it's going to be a pretty all-around good game for Auburn. Uh, I think they'll cover the spread. Uh, I'm looking at um, maybe 24 to 13, something like that. Something like that. 27, 14. 20s to teens.
1: I expect...
0: I expect some offensive improvement, which may not necessarily mean touchdowns, but I think they can get in field goal range. I don't think we even saw Alex McPherson last week. Um, nope. So I'm going to go – I'll give them two touchdowns, which is 14 points, and I'll say the rest is field goals. So I'm going to say 23-17. So three field goals would be tacked onto that two point two touchdown. Yeah. Um
1: I don't think McPherson. Well, I won't say it. He's been good this year. Yeah, uh, easy, easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Auburn's still doing good in SEC red zone defense. They're still. Uh, they've, uh, you know, Auburn's forced a turnover in 16 straight games, going back to last year. the The longest streak in their history is 18. No, no, it's the longest streak since since forcing 18 straight in 2007 and eight. So I anyway, mean, they're a pretty pretty nice streak of, of forcing turnovers. Um, I, yeah, I think I don't know if it's just a little bit of uh, wishful thinking that they're due Saturday, um, but I, I it does feel like this is a game where some things could come together, and it could be a good day in Jordan Hare Stadium. Like I, I it, it feels like Auburn. I mean, this team's been through some stuff the last four weeks. They've played really good teams. The hope is they come out with the same kind of intensity you would against Georgia. Even though it's state, you come out with that same intensity, same effort, and um, I think they can put some things together. I, I do expect them to win. I mean, I think they. I think, yeah, if you factor in McPherson, let's say 27-17 Auburn. Um, I think they can do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mississippi State's a little hectic on defense, a little chaotic. So Connor Lou, big game for him. Um, just communicating, but if he can hold his part down. Um, I think Auburn will will find some success. I do think there will be a little bit more aggressive play calling. I don't know how much, but I would expect there should be something different. A few more shots, maybe a little tempo at times, something, just to, just to try to be more aggressive. But I feel good about it. I feel good. It, it sets up like this should be a good day for Auburn. If it's not – Cole and I talked about this earlier in the week. It's a big game because up until now you've played teams that you can point to and go talent gap, right? A and M, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss to a lesser degree, but but good. That ain't the case here, so we're about to find out. Can you is it is it really talent gap or if if you have another squeaker against the state, you're like okay, there's some other issues. This is a lesser team, so I think we'll it'll help answer some more some more questions. But I feel good. It sets up like it should be a good day. It really sets up like it should be for the first time in a while a uh, a good day at Auburn and and a nice win, I think a 10-point win. We'll see. 2.30, SEC Network. Um, Should be pretty. Another perfect weather day. And then uh, we'll go on the road. All right, uh, big recruiting weekend, or is it a little bit died down after Ole Miss? Is it not quite the same?
2: Not to my knowledge, no. No, it it won't be a big one. Yeah. There'll be some people there. I just don't think it's going to be a big one. No official visitors that we're aware of. Basketball's got a couple official visitors. Caleb Wilson's coming in. He's a top five overall player. 2025, I think. And then uh, Nick Cody from the 2024 class, kid that's going to be announcing a commitment in the next week or two, I believe, is coming in for an official visit. So uh, a little bit bigger for basketball, I think, than football. Now, Keenan Brits announced that he's coming. He's the 2026 younger brother of KJ. Ryan Montgomery, the 2025 four-star quarterback, is coming in. Uh, uh, Jaden Four-star Georgia commitment from uh, Buford as a top 50 overall player in 2025. He said he's coming back. He said last oh, wow. weekend he's coming back this weekend. So definitely got to keep an eye on. And there, there'll be some other guys. You know, the commitments will all be back. Uh, but uh, and we'll, we'll, it'll probably be a kind of a game time decision for most of these guys. Cole and I will be there before the game and, uh, and get that thread going on. We're live on three. Yep. All right. Make sure
1: you're there, AuburnLive.com. Check out football and recruiting coverage, as always. Of course, basketball getting rolling as well. Um, go to the YouTube page, subscribe, hit the notification button for all the shows that are going up, recruiting shows and call-in shows and our weekly football shows and all that good stuff. Um, and we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Hopefully, you get down to Auburn, enjoy a nice day. Hopefully, Auburn wins the game and we got some more positive things to talk about next time we're all together. For Cole, Jeffrey, I'm Justin. We'll see you next time. Bye.